You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 279 of Podcateers. In this episode, we try to bring the adventure as we armchair Imagineer Adventureland. Rise of the Resistance gets an opening date. Paul Rudd, yes, Ant-Man, might be a little insane, but we love him for it. We'll tell you why in this episode. Plus, we have some Team Boat Willie updates regarding our fundraising efforts to support cancer research and treatments at City of Hope. In case you don't know, we also started an Instagram account for Team Boat Willie. It's at Team Boat Willie. Uh, super easy to remember. Give us a follow and please help us spread the word of our new charity group account. You can also find out more information at teamboatwilly.com. Remember that if you have any thoughts on anything that we talk about in this episode, you can leave a comment on the blog post at podcateers.com slash 279, or you can join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or on YouTube. Just search for Podcateers. If you happen to be on YouTube, you like what you hear, and you like our channel, please make sure to hit that thumbs up button, subscribe, and ring that bell icon for notifications of whenever new videos are posted. Before we kick this episode into high gear, I want to extend a huge amount of gratitude to a wonderful group of people called the FGP Squad. The FGP Squad are our podcast fairy godparents, and it's their generosity through their monthly contributions via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you like the podcast, it's a great time to join. More info on what the FGP Squad is, a link to sign up, or make a one-time donation can be found at podcateers.com FGP. To all of the members of the FGP Squad, thank you very much for your continued support. Alright, it's time to start rolling out these Blue Sky ideas. Here is episode 279 of Podcateers. I gotta say, I am super happy, and I I just feel fortunate that we have so much support for Team Boat Willie, because Mm -hmm. as of this episode, we are past our $1,000 goal, and we are at just over $1,100 raised for cancer research and treatments at City of Hope. How awesome is that? Super awesome. That's really cool. Way to go. Yeah, the auctions that we had put on Instagram for the Funko... Uh, and the ears quick story about that first of all big thank you to everyone who participated in the auctions the first one was won by fgp squad member bill and then the ears uh there was there was kind of a bidding war towards the end right between yeah fgp squad member bill and someone else and unfortunately due to a misunderstanding uh we weren't able to you know, finish the transaction for that. And unfortunately, you know, he, he didn't get the ears. And I was kind of sad about it because he seemed pretty excited about it. But, you know, per what we had listed, if for some reason that happened and they weren't able to fulfill the commitment, uh, the auction did go to the second highest bidder. And it happened to be Bill also who had bid <laughs> Lucky on, guy. on the Funko Pop. And so... Uh, he ended up with both items. It was it was awesome. You know, I, Bill's very supportive of our cancer mm-hmm. research efforts. And so thank you so much again to everybody that participated. Uh, in case you guys are wondering, I, I did mention that anybody that donated to our Walk for Hope efforts, 
even if you donated one dollar if you told us who you were donating that dollar for or whatever amount you decided to donate we were going to put their name on like a poster thing that we're going to be carrying that day and it's going to be everyone in that we're walking in honor of or in memory of so if you want to get in on that and you want to show your support there's still time to donate you can go over to the team boat willie instagram the link is in the bio for you to make a donation you can also go to teamboatwilly.com and you'll find a link to donate if you want to join the team and you want to walk with us that day or if you want to just help us raise money for that day but again anybody that donates at least one dollar you can share the person's name that you're donating in memory of or in honor of and we will put them on the board that we will be carrying that day yeah I, hey you know what i don't know if i told you guys but do you guys watch a show called hot ones on youtube never heard of no. it okay so the concept super simple i love this interview style uh, it's hosted by a gentleman named sean evans really great interviewer and the concept of the show is that there are 10 scorching hot chicken wings, each one progressively hotter than the other one. The 10th one is always some variation of the, the Scorpion X pepper that's, you know, it, it's always uh. the hottest on the Scoville <laughs> scale. And so a couple of years ago, a coworker of mine and I were going to try to raise money for Walk for Hope by doing this chicken wings challenge. We were going to buy the pack and we were going to create our own. And for every 200 that we raised, we were going to eat the next chicken wing. And we thought it was a really cool way uh, to raise money. So uh, I went to my doctor and, you know, it's regular physical and everything. And I was like, hey, you know, we're, we're going to do this really cool challenge. And when I told him what it consisted of, he's like, hmm, how do you like ulcers? And I said, I don't. He said, well, <laughs> go through with this challenge and you will have an ulcer. I was like, but doc, there's so many people that eat this scorching like hot chicken wings and this hot sauce. And he's like, yeah, no, here's the thing. Don't do it. And so <laughs> unfortunately, we opted against it. But I think it would have been a really fun way to raise some money. And the reason I was thinking about it was because Ant-Man himself, Paul Rudd, was on a recent episode of Hot Ones. Paul Rudd essentially, I feel, should have broken the internet. I didn't see enough about this on Twitter or anything else, so maybe I just missed it. But Paul Rudd did something that no one has ever, ever done before. The last sauce, okay? It's called the last dab because at the end, it's customary for the guests to put one final dab of this crazy hot sauce on the wing that's already doused in this hot sauce. Uh. And Paul <laughs> Rudd decided to create this pool of hot sauce by mixing all 10 and then dipping his wing. I think he was eating <laughs> cauliflower because he was trying to do the vegan oh. version. But he oh. dipped his cauliflower and then he ate it. And I have a newfound respect for Paul Rudd. Because his insides are possibly going to be hurting for at least a month <laughs> after eating that. <laughs> My insides hurt just thinking about it. Right? It's like, no. <laughs> Gavin, hot sauce challenge. Is that something you'd ever consider doing? 
I I would definitely give that a, a go for all sure. All ten of them? You'd go all the way to the last dab for well, it? Well, I don't know if I could stand it, but I'd give it a <laughs> shot. Yeah, I love hot stuff. Nice, You're brave. Yeah. yeah, there's there's one sauce that I feel gets everybody, and it's called Da Bomb. Apparently, mm-hmm. it is just liquid evil because <laughs> every one of the hot liquid sauces magma exactly. <laughs> it, apparently. Every one of the hot sauces has this flavor component to it, whether it's pineapples or uh, garlic or aioli or whatever, right? So each one has a really good flavor profile until you get to the bomb. And then it's just literally you're eating poison because there's just no coming back. And that's the one that gets everybody. So the fact that he decided to (laughs) even go and add the bomb after he had had it, and knew what it was doing to his insides. Ugh. <laughs> yes, that's a brave man. That's a brave man. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys have seen Hot Ones, let us know in the comments. Join the conversation. Tell us what your favorite episode of Hot Ones is. I'd love to know. Uh, there's, there's some pretty famous ones in there. You know, Kristen Bell has been on there and all sorts of people that are just super famous. And one day, hopefully, we'll be on there. And we'll be on Hot Ones eating the scorching chicken wings of death. You guys will. I'll, I'll sit <laughs> on the sidelines. Mel well, maybe, Gavin, maybe Gavin and right? I will do an appended version of it. Like without the yeah. bomb. Without the liquid just, evil. Just have your phone out and dial 9-1. And right? just be ready to hit that other one. <laughs> when, I'll have the tray when, with all like, our... the ice, the milk, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the craziest part. Paul Rudd had no milk, no water, nothing throughout the entire challenge. Wow. Uh-huh. I know that he's insane. I'm I'm pretty sure he's insane. But in a good I feel like he was so cheating Rudd- and once once he put it in his mouth, he was using his tech to just shrink it down to the size of an atom and so oh, it was like it was too small to even penetrate his taste buds, so he just looked like a champ. Very good theory. Yeah, okay. see, I got, I got marble stuff rattling mm-hmm, around up here. Mm-hmm. The pim particles did their job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of what's coming to California Adventure, actually what was already at California Adventure in this case, I had a chance to go down and meet up with FGP squad member Adriana. I just want to send a quick shout out because she came down for Oogie Boogie Bash with her friend Christina. Uh, super cool. It was really nice to see them. They came out. Uh, I didn't have a ticket, obviously, to go in to Oogie Boogie Bash. So they actually came out of the park uh, just to kind of hang out and say hi I, I was able to hand over a, a little bit of FGP swag, you know, as a thank you for her support. If you guys are ever visiting, you know, shoot us a message. If one of us or all of us are able to go and hang out or say hi, uh, we'd love to just hang out and at least say hello. Uh, it was cool seeing Christina's costume, though, because she was dressed as Kyrie from Kingdom Hearts. And she was holding oh. on to the Destiny's Embrace Keyblade. Kingdom Hearts, I think, is getting a lot more love recently than it yeah. has been in the past. In Oogie Boogie Bash, they do have the photo op, I think, with Donald and at times Goofy. But I've seen mm-hmm. Donald yeah. in more of the pictures. So it's been really nice to see that happening. So, again, quick shout out to both of them. Really nice to meet them and say hello. Oh, by the way, Rise of the Resistance getting an opening date this week 
Finally. Yeah. It's <laughs> been announced that finally Galaxy's Edge will be a little more complete come January 17th. 2020 when rise of the resistance finally opens as you may know bob Iger and some of the other uh, executives from disney have been posting photos from inside rise of the resistance they've been posting uh like cast uh photos they've been uh, just saying that they've been kind of writing through they've been going through this process I'm super excited. You know, I know a little bit about the tech that's going in behind the scenes. And ah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this one more than uh, Smuggler's Run. What about you? Oh, of course. Yeah, for sure. This of is course. the one that everyone's waiting for. This is the one that is touted as the new bar. So yeah. absolutely. This is, I can't wait for that date. Um, because yeah, like you said, it does not feel complete yet. You know, it still feels like a half baked land, even though all of it's baked except for one element. Uh, but that one element is like 50% of what everybody's excited about. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I can't wait and yeah, it can't come soon enough. The galaxy's edge cake has a soupy center until mm -hmm. January 17th, <laughs> and that's okay because sometimes you like a soupy cake and sometimes you don't. <laughs> but come January, we're going to have a full-baked cake, and I'm yes. happy about that. Yeah. Uh, now yeah. I want cake. <laughs> How about Thanks. a Twinkie? Will you settle for a Twinkie? That's all I have. <laughs> it's a tiny snack cake. Uh, okay. I wanted to jump into Armchair Imagineering for this episode. Before we do, we need to thank a very special group of people that is called the FGP Squad. The FGP Squad are listeners just like you who like to help us out on a monthly basis with their contributions via Patreon. If you want a little bit more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad, head on over to podcasters.com slash FGP for more information on who's part of the FGP Squad, how you can join, what it's all about, and a link to make a one-time or a monthly donation. If you sign up for at least a $5 or more contribution, you do get the exclusive Fairy Godparent button as a thank you for your support. Plus, we got giveaways for the FGP squad. We're trying to come up with a really good schedule for live streams so that we can connect with all of you, have some chats. And yeah, again, podcasters.com slash FGP to all of the members of the FGP squad. We just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Um, oh, by the way, since we're Armchair Imagineering uh, Adventureland, as you might remember, Melissa had told us about the Barker bird that existed in Adventureland outside of the Tiki Room. Mm -hmm. I found a video on YouTube of the original Barker bird. It's yeah. on our Instagram. If you haven't checked nice. it out, go check it out at Podcateers on Instagram. It's super cool. Uh, it's a really short video. But it was really awesome to see the little Barker bird just sitting outside. <laughs> It's nostalgia. <laughs> I love it. I think it's so cool. I think they could reinstall it over by the tropical hideaway and he could just be directing people around the corner, you know? <gasps> like You just gave Hazenite an idea. Yeah, like above that water feature <laughs> at the very entrance. I think that'd be so cool. For anyone that plays Pokemon Go, uh, I believe that area belongs to Marowak. That is so dorky, it's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Alolan Marowak disagrees. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that area belongs to Rosita, and you know it. 
Okay, sure, Rosita. <laughs> okay, so let's get into Armchair Imagineering for Adventureland. Uh, I don't know about you. I, I didn't have that many ideas. I, I tried to really parse through everything. Uh, I feel like I had a lot of stuff floating around in my head. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I came up with three fairly complete ideas. How many did you each come up with? I've got three. Cool. Mel, what about you? Five? It is, it is your favorite land, so I would expect Hello, a little yeah. bit more from but, you. Yeah. Um, I could pair them up. They will make sense if I pair them up. Okay. Cool. All right, so rock, scissors, paper to see who goes first. I mean, I'll go first. I don't care. Oh, I want to play rock, scissors, paper. All right, okay, whatever. You want to do, do rock, paper, scissors on a podcast? That'll be yes. really entertaining for <laughs> nobody mean, to it's see. It's fun for us. Ready? Okay. Ready? All right, here I, we go. I, <laughs> Wait, if we all three pick different things, we all cancel each other out. Like, this is this won't work three ways. It's a two-person game. All right, fine. Just go first. Intentionally. <laughs> ah, just go first. <laughs> uh, people are yelling at us. There you go. Us. Okay. Uh, all right, so my first idea is basically... Just a classic plussing, okay? I think it's time to plus the iconic attractions of Disneyland. Sorry, not Disneyland. Well, yes, Disneyland, but specifically Adventureland. And I'm talking about the Jungle Cruise and the Tiki Room. Because after five and six decades of delighting guests, I believe we can now bring tasteful changes to these two beloved attractions that kind of renew the wonder. So I feel like... A lot of it is to do with audio animatronics. I think we could bring updated, more expressive, you know, more convincing audio animatronics to both uh, the Jungle Cruise and the Tiki Room. The Tiki Room, basically everything in there is animated and it would just be an update. With the Jungle Cruise, there's a lot of animals that just stand there, you know, that don't move at all. So I'd like to bring some more dynamism to some of those scenes you know, especially like the big scenes like the African savanna, it's a whole ton of animals and there's barely any movement until you get all the way to the end where the rhino is kind of lifting his head a little, you know, like I'd really love to see some dynamic motion in that uh, scene, you know, like the elephant pool seems so much more alive and the hippo area seems so much more vibrant than that area. And you know, that's one of my favorite scenes. It's got some of my favorite animals, and I, there's a lot going on. A lot of the jokes that happen in there are really good. So, I, you know, I would just like some of that to be plussed up. I also think that in both of these attractions, they could really utilize in smart ways this new projection technology that is cropping up throughout other attractions uh, that just give it an extra element of magic a little added depth you know some neat effects uh, i think they could use this a lot in the tiki room and obviously they could use it to great effect at night in the jungle cruise i don't know if you guys have seen footage of the tokyo disney version of the jungle cruise but at night they bring this extra magic through projection technology and yes. it's incredible Ooh, it it's is really really cool I'm going to try to find a video f of this and put it in the blog post for the episode, podcasters.com slash 279, because like Gavin said, it is a sight to behold. I, mm -hmm. I've seen it, and I'm kind of jealous that we don't have some of these effects in our Jungle Cruise. Yeah, uh, agreed. It, it's really, really cool. The other thing I would love to see is, you know, kind of like we've seen in Pirates 
and even a little bit like we've seen in Mansion. It'd be nice to get maybe a new scene or maybe two new little vignettes in the Jungle Cruise. You know, there's lots of space in there. You know, I could even see one of the older ones maybe being replaced with something new. Um, you know, just just something a little fresh, you know. I, I think I think we could withstand some changes like that, you know, and still maintain the spirit and, you know, essence of these attractions. Uh, now, I don't want to bring Yago and Zazu back in any sort of way <laughs> to the Tiki Room. I don't want to change the story there. I know we've kind of talked about some ideas there in the past, but uh, I really just think bringing some modern um, special effects and techniques to these attractions would really liven them up, especially for guests that are seeing them for the first time today. You know, we we approach these with so much nostalgia that it kind of colors our view of these attractions and for people that are experiencing it for the first time newly they can sometimes see these as kind of dated at this point so i'd really love to just bowl over the the new audiences as much as we've been bowled over for the last many decades agreed yeah i especially agree with the projection stuff uh I have a few scenes that I'm fairly fond of on the Jungle Cruise, but for mm -hmm. some odd reason, the joke that always gets me and sticks out in my head is the, oh, look at those lions are taking care of that sleeping <laughs> zebra. Yeah. And I don't know why it gets me every single time. It's and good. like when I was thinking about the additions, like how awesome would it be that you see a lion just kind of looking up towards the the zebra and the rest of the the pride and all of a sudden it turns around and it growls and it's scar that's looking at you Ooh. right Ooh. <laughs> i mean look it's it's kind of an obvious tie-in right but you right. start getting into that ip territory and i know we talked about it in the last episode you talk about bringing some more realistic animatronics and stuff i mean how much more realistic can it get than adding an IP to the Jungle Cruise. Yep. That's right. None other than Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, Were you guys expecting the rock? You had me going thinking it was did you, something else. Did you think I was going to put DJ in the Jungle Cruise? No. No. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. That's so cool. All right. Mel, can what I, about you? I was going to say, can I go next? Yeah, because yeah. I, I kind of wanted to plus up Jungle Cruise, and I love what Gavin started with. So I guess I could say with my ideas, it's just going to add on to his. All right, cool. And the first thing I wrote down was more elements. And I I would like to actually be able to smell things oh. on the attraction. Ooh. So, you know, for instance, when we start, who do we see first? We see the tiger, and then we see Ginger, who snaps. What if it smelled like ginger snaps? <laughs> right? <laughs> and, you know, you keep going, and then we see the gorillas and the overturned Jeep. Mm -hmm. Why not make it smell like bananas? Yep. Okay. You know, things like that. Little, little things. Well, with elements, you know, we got baiting, baiting Bertha. Let's add some, more, some water. I mean, you're on a cruise. You're in the jungle. You're going to get wet. <laughs> Let's just do it. I mean, why not? The other little elephant, I don't rem I don't even remember if there's a name that's right by Trader Sam. 
Oh yeah. That, uh, yeah. They do say her name every time. Uh, I keep forgetting. Oh man, I can't remember either. If someone remembers it, let me know. School me. <laughs> it's all good. So that little elephant, add some more water. <laughs> you know, why not? It'd be perfect in the summer. Um, we know it gets really, really warm. Because, I mean, yeah, you have your covering, but let's just add a little bit more to it. Um, <laughs> and this was my second little idea that it's just a throwaway idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it a Halloween overlay. Oh, my Sorry. God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and call it the Terror Cruise. The Terror <laughs> Cruise. <laughs> the lights are off. <laughs> Sorry. The lights are off. And let's say you just see red eyes on every animal. Ooh. That could be cool. <laughs> okay. That actually would be cool. Because then it would be like this weird extrasensory like experience yeah. where it's more like one of those like house walkthroughs that they do right mm -hmm. where you're listening and you're hearing and then they can have effects like hot air kind of blows on you on one side and then you see like red lights to symbolize eyes and you feel like there's like a tiger breathing down your neck almost oh yeah that would be <laughs> kind of rad actually <laughs> It would be cool if it was like a silent ride too, where there's no skipper banter. <gasps> it's just the sound of the motor. Yeah. And then sometimes the motor cuts out. You drift through the hippo Ooh. pool and you see like red eyes coming out of the water. And like, it could be really creepy. I like it. Coming next October. <laughs> uh, if history serves us well, you're right. Coming next October. <laughs> Yep. Hashtag, where's uh, my money? <laughs> right. oh, that is awesome. Okay. Um, I, I feel like I should come up with something to plus the Jungle Cruise, but I really like the ideas that you had, so I'm not even going to try to add to that. I think you guys did a great job adding to that attraction. I don't know how people necessarily felt about Aladdin's Oasis, Believe it or not, uh, I never saw it in person. Like many other faraway lands that I experience, I do that on YouTube. So uh, <laughs> I actually saw the Aladdin's Oasis show on YouTube because, I mean, come on, who wants to travel all the way to Agrabah mm -hmm, just to mm -hmm. see that, right? I had a very similar concept, uh, except that I didn't want it to be Aladdin-themed. What I wanted was a little sing-along because sometimes all you need are the bare necessities. Oh. So what snap. I want oh. is a cool little show with Baloo and Mowgli, and they're just kind of singing bare necessities. They're kind of walking you through some of the songs in the Jungle Book. And then throughout the show, like, Ka comes out, uh, Shere Khan. And so there's some animosity that comes up. There's, like, a little banter. Just think of, like, a jungle stage show basically yes and you just kind of get all of these elements where they're kind of retelling the story of the jungle book through song and semi-dance and uh, all these animatronics kind of slithering through and uh maybe there's this really cool I, I you know how in the live action uh jungle book there's a shot of ka but Ka's like super huge and basically yeah. engulfs Mowgli. like i think it would be 
absolutely terrifying, but just such a cool effect to have like a projection of Ka just kind of wrap the entire room that you're sitting in. So it looks like it's about to squeeze everybody. And I'd probably have a heart attack at that point. But how (laughs) cool would that be? Right. Oh, man. So I if I could add anything, I mean, it fits the jungle theme, you know, and I don't think that the jungle book has a lot of representation in the parks right now. And I think this is a really great way of getting that IP into the parks in a land that I think it belongs in. Dude, this is I love it. Beeping <laughs> genius. I <laughs> Rip out anything you want. Let's do the Jungle Book <laughs> show. I am there, front and center. Yes. I love nice. this idea. Nice. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, all right, Gavin, you're up, man. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, you guys know I've talked about it many times on the show. I think I may have come up with a similar idea in another Armchair Imagineering. I can't quite remember, but... I think it's high time that Disney got into the escape room game. Uh, Charlie and I are big, big, big into escape rooms. We love doing them. They're so much fun. And there's no better place than Adventureland to do this. So for the first time ever, guests will be able to enter the mysterious second story above the Adventureland Bazaar. And we're going to have an Indiana Jones-themed escape room. All right? You looked at my notes. (laughs) I was about to say, you looked at my notes. (laughs) Different location, but you looked at my notes. I will show you. (laughs) That's funny. Well, we always do this. Um, (laughs) That's why I volunteered to go first. By the way, because I've had the rug pulled out for me a couple times. So here we go. So So this is what it feels like. Right? Exactly. So in mine, you and five guests uh, become trapped in a strange chamber where some sort of dark ritual is performed. The nefarious purpose for this ritual is to stop none other than Indiana Jones. So it's our job to follow the clues, solve the puzzles, and outwit this mysterious order of evildoers and their occult devices so our friend Indy can quest on. Nice. Uh, so I, I don't know if, if uh, you guys or our audience have done escape rooms, but the, one of the coolest things about escape rooms is that they're usually fully themed. They've got a cool story that you're trying to work your way through. And they're just filled with all kinds of, you know, cryptographic, you know, logic, riddle-type puzzles that you have to work together to solve. Um, Some of them are tasks that require more than one person. Like, they're really, really creative challenges. And that's what's fun about them. And they can be renewed, you know. So you can install – it's like the void. You can install a new story to the, you know, to the room you know, every six months or so to keep it new. Um, So with Disney's brand of storytelling and their ability to pull off environmental special effects and, you know, all of that magic they can bring, they could just crush it with an escape room. They really could. And I would love to have kind of, you know, this amazing experience that you could go into Adventureland and like literally escape from the world for a time and 
you know, envelop yourself in this escape room world. And, you know, at the end you could get, you know, some sort of like thank you message from Indiana Jones himself after you've succeeded. Um, maybe there's some little token you walk out with, you know, that, that shows that you, you successfully escaped the Adventureland Bazaar. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I think this is something I would love to see in Disney and I'd be amazed if they could bring that to the park. Yes. Yes. Times a (laughs) hundred. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Sold. You get all the monies to build. Go do it. Thanks. Uh, I I love your idea, but I feel like Indiana Jones already has an attraction right across from it. So maybe this is the time to whip out the Gravity Falls and make an escape room based on Gravity Falls. (laughs) Yeah, I I hear you. To me, and I thought of Gravity Falls, but it doesn't, to me, it doesn't fit the theming of Adventureland. And I got to tell you, Indiana Jones is the man, and I'm not done yet bringing us Indiana Jones ideas tonight. So buckle up. Oh. Okay, well, I mean, I was going to throw in some Rescue Rangers, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that could be cool, too. I'm kidding about that. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, man, I love that idea so much. Okay, Mel, I can't wait to hear yours now because uh, mine is actually very different. Uh, It kind of has escape room elements to it, but uh, I'll get to mine when I get to mine. But Mel, let's hear your idea. Okay, so I was like holding on to every comment while you were talking, Gavin, because it's like, oh my gosh, that's the one thing I would love to do. But mine is actually going to take place inside the temple. Nice. Because I, I am that weirdo that has always wanted, this is what sparked it. I always wanted to be evac'd right off the bridge, right in front of that face. I'm like, one day, can I just get off that jeep and just walk and uh, that's like the ultimate that's, selfie. that's my dream on every right? attraction and yeah. it's never happened to me once <laughs> so what i thought about was a escape room but kind of like um remember when they had the juju you know adventure at d23 and then they brought it over to disneyland yeah I thought of something like that, putting it together. That way, you're kind of guaranteed to still do everything. Because sometimes, you know, some of us may take a little bit longer. Or it may be a little difficult. So I kind of wanted to make it a little easier. So I would love to just be able to go through the entire attraction and do, you know, this kind of like the, um, the escape room or the scavenger hunt put together. And... We're not going to have the Jeeps running. Let's say it's an, a night that they're not doing this, like an off night. You know how they um, how they recently Oh, you're had actually the... having it in the actual attraction. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. So to have that, well, I should have said this. Let's expand the temple so we could go like into each little scene that we see, like with the skeleton army or the snake um, area or the rat room and kind of built a little bit more so that we have corridors that we could walk through. Um, The one thing I would love to do throughout this whole thing, this would be my highlight. If we had a walkway that went over the like the Jeep area that goes behind Mara's face. Oh, yeah. And let's say we have a walkway that goes right through right where his eyes and we could see that whole area through his eyes. No. 
That's something I've been wanting to do forever is to see from that angle. So I, I'm like, why don't we do this? And that could be the highlight. That could be where you, you know, you get everything done and then you're, you're on your way. Um, the one thing I forgot to mention is how we would go in. You know how we, you know, you're in line, you're in queue, you keep going into the rotunda. And that's the round room where you see the mural up on the, the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And you know how you see the stairs on the walls and they kind of like go up, but they don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So what if we had stairs that went up, we go up there and then we start from there hmm. and then travel all the way through around. Yeah. So the next uh, overnight <laughs> experience that will be a $300 ticket event will be a walk through Indiana Jones. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> for the ticket. I didn't, I was expecting like 10. <laughs> no, I'm saying that this is going to be an actual Disney thing with a $300 ticket because this is an <laughs> awesome idea. Yeah, it's, I, I, I think it'd be so cool to see that attraction, um, you know, like, be able to like stand still and really just absorb all the detail uh, because it is one of the greatest, most well-themed attractions they've ever done. You Mm -hmm. know, it's crazy that it's as old as it is at this point um, because it still delivers. So yeah, like uh, getting some of those vantage points, like just to be able to walk across that bridge in front of the face of Mara, like dude, what? (laughs) <laughs> what <laughs> that would be ridiculous i like it yeah so stay tuned for that 300 hundred dollar ticket coming next august mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so good i love it all right sign up let's give mel some of that uh building money Go Yay. take some of it start building <laughs> start start expanding um okay so for my next idea I want to bring a little bit back of what's been lost at Adventureland. And that is, I want to bring back some Aladdin-themed entertainment. Ooh. Uh, Aladdin, I think, is a huge property for Disney. Even bigger, in my opinion, than Tarzan. Uh, That's not opinion. That's fact, brother. I I agree. I'm glad you guys agree. So the first thing that's going is that treehouse. Bye. Uh, my idea, and this kind of ties into why I was talking about Aladdin's Oasis earlier. Uh, because in the videos that I've seen, I actually saw it in person. I just never saw the show that was there. The Cave of Wonder stage was absolutely beautiful. I yeah. loved the entrance to the Cave of Wonders on that stage. Mm-hmm. So my idea is to create a live cave of wonders where the treehouse currently stands that has an escape room element to it. This was actually inspired by some of the stuff that we get to do at Galaxy's Edge. I think one of the the coolest additions to Galaxy's Edge is the data pad. And Mm -hmm. because of the fact that you can interact with the land and do things, you can gain all of these points, I think Disney can build on that and give you some kind of incentive for playing this game, right? So my Mm -hmm. idea is to create a Cave of Wonders semi-escape room where using the app you're given tasks and you can't advance 
through the entire Cave of Wonders until you finish these particular tasks. And throughout the way, you're seeing old man Jafar, not like Jafar, like old man, like, give me the land, give me the land, (laughs) you know, like old man Jafar (laughs) trying to like guide you. He's like, he's like your guide through this Cave of Wonders, right? And as you get closer and closer to finding the genie and the lamp, like you start to see more of the elements of what makes Jafar Jafar. And occasionally you'll hear Iago and he'll be like, quiet bird or something, right? And the entire premise is that you have to maneuver through the Cave of Wonders to find the lamp. Now, where the app comes into play is that it keeps track of the things that you've done and i think disney can come up with like uh, a beginner level um an expert level and like an insane level right where each level has harder and harder tasks so if you've already done it you have the opportunity to go through again and if you're doing it with friends certain tasks will require multiple people you know to uh maybe touch two rupees on the on the walls in a certain formation in order to get a cave wall to open or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's you know, cool. So, uh, at the end, obviously, you get the lamp, you get the genie, you see a cool big old projection of the genie saying, congratulations, you made it all the way through. Uh, please exit <laughs> to applause, your right. Applause, yeah, applause, applause. Yeah, applause, 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 <laughs> right? And the, the carpet flies around, you walk outside, and genie's waiting for you with Aladdin and Jasmine for a photo op and That's that cool. is what i would put in the place of the current treehouse which i think is kind of a waste of space at this point i freaking love it i love that you um are a classic whovian because you'd have to like have a tardis right there to have enough space but i love oh, it yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that theming is fan freaking tastic and that would make for an incredible escape room uh yeah i mean let's just make a whole series of escape rooms why the heck not let's do it for reals and that's the whole point about adventureland is just adventures so why not have as many i mean keep going yeah that's i love it i mean let's just push adventureland out like into the esplanade we don't need an esplanade (laughs) for anything like that's just wasted space man (laughs) oh that's so funny Right over Jungle Cruise. (laughs) Disneyland's going to become like a series of skyscrapers. Like you can't build around it. You're just going to have to build up. And in order to get the illusion. Yeah, or down. And in order to get the illusion of land around you, like all the sides of the walls are basically just screens that are showing you like sky across the Mm -hmm. the, on the other side of the park. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's so funny. All right, Gavin. What's your third one? All right. My final idea. So it's time Adventureland got a classy table service restaurant. Ooh. Tablecloths, bone-handled silverware, and exotic food and drink from around the world. Again, you've been looking at my notes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) It's located just a short boat ride downriver and sits in the shadow of the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Your host, none other than retired, famed archaeologist, Indiana Jones. Welcome to Junior's. 
Okay. <laughs> wow. So this is going to be a classy joint, right? This is going to be a reservation only special experience. Uh, the way that you're going to get to this restaurant is you're going to board a special boat at the Jungle Cruise dock and take a private cruise through the rivers and you will disembark with a safari guide in the African savanna where you will trek through the jungle to the location of this restaurant. So part of my plussing of the Jungle Cruise will also include this new dock and disembarkment um, section. So um, only the people in this restaurant boat will disembark here. And then you'll follow your guide through the animals and through the jungle. If you look at a aerial photo, like a satellite image of the park, um, and you look at Adventureland, um, just south of the Jungle Cruise, the southernmost point of Jungle Cruise is the African Savannah section. And if you were to jump the berm from there, you'd be just to the east of the building for the Temple of the Forbidden Eye and the Indiana Jones adventure. And there's this little triangle of land between there and the picnic area that is big enough for a large scale restaurant to sit. And it would be themed as if you were entering the temple from just a different angle, like a different doorway, like in the ride, we enter from the front door, let's say, and this is entering like from the side door. Um, so it'd be themed on the temple, but you would enter inside and it'd be a very elegant, like 1940s era restaurant, you know, shades of Club Obi-Wan. And, uh, you know, Indy would be your host. There'd be jazzy music. Uh, and, you know, it would just be a nice sit down experience. You know, you kind of have the transportation uh, intro where you take a little cruise, you take a little trek and you enter the restaurant, you have a cool, uh, elegant dinner, and then you get to trek back through the jungle, aboard a boat, and then cruise back to civilization. So you get the attraction in two halves. You get a dinner experience uh, with all kinds of Indiana Jones theming. It'll be filled with artifacts from his adventures. Uh, and I, I think it would be just a really cool memorable experience that you could create by doing this i think it could be you know like reservations would be booked way in advance because it would you know obviously be very popular i think and uh but if you got the chance to go it would be a really cool experience and memory that you could make there yes i should have went first yes <laughs> and yes that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I, I, I have a bit of an honorable mention. I didn't end up going with a restaurant idea for my third one. But once Mel goes with her next one, I'll tell you what my <laughs> idea was. Because it, it kind of plays into all of what you're saying. But there was a little bit extra magic that I wanted to bring into my version of, of my restaurant. So, But nice. I, love, I, I, I love the idea of embarking on a three-hour cruise, the tiny ship gets tossed, you, you like <laughs> undock, and then you don't know if you're coming back after you have this dinner, yeah. right? You're gonna be making radios out of coconuts and stuff. Like, yeah, it's... Gilligan's there and like the Globetrotters <laughs> and you don't know what's going on. <laughs> I love uh, it though. It's hilarious. I love the fact that it's like hidden, that it's secluded, you know, like 
people that don't know about Club 33 now, you know, they pass by Rue Royale and they, they yeah. kind of see these buildings and they see movement, but they don't necessarily know, like necessarily know what it is. But this one, like it's so exclusive that it's so hidden. You can't even see it from anywhere in the park. I love it. I love the fact that it's just out of sight. Well, and just think about the themed food opportunities that you have. So imagine Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, that feast that they have in India with snake surprise and chilled monkey brains. Dude, they could bring it with this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Even like you could have an appetizer of like good dates, you know, so that you know that they're not poisoned bad dates. Yeah. Uh, Like, I mean, they could... They could go all out with the cool themed foods for this. They could have signature drinks. You know, it's I I, I think it's a, a wonderful opportunity for theming top to bottom. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. I'm game. And I'm so gonna send you a picture of my notes because Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. I love it though. I do. Cool. I <laughs> I think it's awesome. Thanks. All right. Well, let's hear your version now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mine would actually be called Eye on the World, which is a take from Eye of the World, which is a spoof um, from the reels. Mm -hmm. And my location would actually be the very top of the temple. And I see this as an open area, but it would blend so well to the temple itself that whatever you would see would look like it belongs onto it originally. And I actually saw this as a speakeasy lounge. And we'll call it tip top temple. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) What started this was the, um, the ladder that you see in the entrance. And I've always wondered what if you could take that ladder and just go up, you know, go on top. To think about the view and everything, that area there would be like you could see, you could overlook, um, of course, Adventureland to the castle. You would have prime viewing for fireworks. And um, the one way you would get up is you would have to find the other artifact that's around the temple. And the passwords would be your reservation. Because not everybody could go up there because it's going to be limited in space, of course. But we're going to expand. And I was thinking about that area, the picnic area. I was like, nah, gone, bye. You know, it's done. <laughs> we need all the space. And I'm not going to touch Jungle Cruise because it would be nice to look down on it. I mean, I think it would be great. So this is what I would love to see is you would see the artifact and then you would ring, you would touch it or ring the bell. And then the door suddenly just opens, like it slides open, just like in um, in the Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. where, um, no, 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 no. Wait, yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Where I'm thinking about where Willie and, um, and Indy are lost, but they're yeah. like right there, right where that wall is. So what if it did that? And then you go in, it's an elevator. It takes you all the way to the top. And on top, you know how we have the tiki masks all over tiki rooms? So I was thinking the skeleton army, as of like, guards and have them on every corner and the inside like it would be you would have your i mean i would love this too you would have your mural your mural or your tile like mural of mara 
And just like how you would see in the entrance, as soon as you walk in, um, you would have your artifacts. I was thinking of like the snake um, column that's broken, you know, a globe, this and that. Little things that kind of be like, oh, you would find this in, you know, Dr. Jones' office. And I loved what you said and I wrote it down. Chilled monkey brains. I mean, who wouldn't <laughs> want that? <laughs> I mean, you've seen all that stuff. You know, let's make it happen. I love the music that they play all around Adventureland from Glenn Miller to just regular stuff. But let's say we hear like little interruptions from Sala. And, you know, from time to time, let's say Sala comes in saying that he's seen something happen or, you know, fireworks are going to happen at this time or how are they would, you know, say it. I don't think they would say fireworks. There's wordage that I haven't come up with yet. You know, that kind of a mood and what not to just chill and relax to. And I think it'd be fun. You know, you dress up to the nines, go up there, have a, you know, one day, maybe a drink. I don't know. Maybe Disney might expand <laughs> to Adventureland. You never know. Just saying. Disney listens. Uh -huh. <laughs> wow. But um, that's been one of my, like, wildest just ideas since becoming a huge fan of the you know the attraction is what if we could go up there and just do this so that's yeah there there is so much about that idea that i love and like the whole time <laughs> you're talking like my brain is cranking and <laughs> the one thing that I personally would want to add to just kind of the the mystique and, you know, the 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 secrecy and everything instead of a password for a reservation. What do you think about when you make your reservation, the app or your phone, it says <clears throat> like Mara appears on your screen. Right. And it says, mm -hmm. hold your device to your face so I may see who you are. <gasps> and then it just like scans your face. Right. It takes your picture. And so when you get to the restaurant, there's Mara on the wall and very similar to like at the Magic Castle. Right. Like when mm -hmm. you enter, you have to say like these magic words to enter itself. Like you mm -hmm. have to stand in front of Mara. And if somebody else is there that's in your group and it's not the person that made the reservation, that person would go up to to Mara and then you start seeing lightning and like the lights flicker because it's not the right person on the reservation. But until that's the right awesome. person comes up, it says access has been granted welcome like whoever the person is right and then yeah. the doors open and you can actually walk into the temple lounge currently called the tip top lounge uh <laughs> i mean that that would possibly be like one thing i would want to add to that but i love Very the cool. idea of just chilling at the top of the temple like that that'd be cool i go just to see all that lightning <laughs> <laughs> You dare look into the eyes of Mara? <laughs> what do you expect? A meal? I mean, I, I, I think I think any Indiana Jones you can add, uh, you know, is awesome. And having all these experiences, even the Crystal Skull. Uh, I mean, we don't speak of that. Look, uh, <laughs> we're all. I, I feel like we're all Indiana Jones people. Uh, certainly, Melissa and I definitely are, um, and. You know, I 
in some ways I kind of feel like a little defensive. I feel like Star Wars is getting a little too much love and like Indiana Jones, man, that's like my favorite LucasArts thing, right? It's by mm-hmm. far like I love Indiana Jones. So anything we can bring to expand that presence of that property is like awesome. I, I like yeah. I really dig like that we've got many ideas here that are expanding the presence of Indiana Jones because he's iconic. Like when you think oh, yeah. about the genre of like adventure film, Indiana Jones is the bar. Like that is the bar. There's nothing better than Indiana Jones. You know, there's a lot of great, great adventure films out there, both before and after Indiana Jones. But Indiana mm-hmm. Jones is it, man. It is the best. Oh, yeah. So, like, you know, capitalizing on that, you know, reconnecting with the romance and mystery and, you know, the stuff that really turned George Lucas and Steven Spielberg on uh, is that you can't lose, man. You just can't lose. It's Absolutely. so, so good. But Gavin, how dare you expand Adventureland with an IP and not an original Disney idea? Well, you know, <laughs> because that's where we are today. <laughs> I mean, it already has well its own it already has its own perfect non-IP <laughs> ideas, right? Jungle Cruise is iconic. Tiki Room yeah. is iconic. They're iconic for a reason, you know, because they're yeah. wonderfully imagined genre pieces that aren't tied to a specific property right but indiana jones is this iconic thing as well so you know you know that yeah. uh, why not expand it you know i think yeah. you could expand to more jungle cruise if you want it but i think we have enough jungle yeah. cruise yeah well said well said thank you oh man so many good things <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, oh man, I feel like if I don't bring it with this last one, especially <laughs> since it's not Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's okay. Um, somebody's got to win the bronze medal. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, it might as well be me. <laughs> I don't know, man. With that Jungle Book musical idea, like I, you might good. win this week. <laughs> it's at least silver. It's at least silver and a half. <laughs> that's worth tuppence. <laughs> uh okay so i i feel like i've had a very similar idea to this but i feel like it's very appropriate now to put it in adventureland and we kind of joked about this i think last year when we were talking about halloween stuff and coming up with um, like experiences like they have in Hong Kong and the idea of plussing the tiki room and calling it the freaky room came up, right? Mm-hmm. And so we yeah. had talked about like adding these shadows and adding a little bit of Moana flair to the tiki room in a way where it didn't necessarily interfere with the original tiki room attraction, but added the additional Polynesian elements and added a little bit more Moana to the attraction. Now, I liked it at the time. I still think there might be a way to incorporate that. But I'm also kind of a purist when it comes to the Tiki Room. Maybe adding the projections and maybe plussing it in a way where, you know, they they update the birds and stuff like that to look a little bit better. But in its essence, I feel like the Tiki Room needs to remain the Tiki Room. So Mm -hmm. instead, 
I want to get rid of the bazaar because there's already enough gift shops at Disneyland. Like, I want to repurpose that entire building. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. You can move the stuff and sell it somewhere else. But it's else. so Trust me. cool. I know, but you it's can a... sell that stuff. You can sell it somewhere else. You, you know what? You can't sell Indiana Jones whips anywhere else, my friend. You totally can. You no. totally can. Uh, <laughs> we'll expand Shop the Disney.com, <laughs> hashtag not sponsored. Here we go again. The claw. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and you know what? Speaking on that, if we did take all of that out, it would be kind of sad because the bazaar actually still has handcrafted items from around the world for sale. And it is the only location in Disneyland that has really unique elements like that. So I would be sad about losing that. But shopdisney.com, hashtag not sponsored. Anyway, so here's what I would do. <laughs> Uh, I would repurpose that building and I would build a Moana 4D experience. When you enter the attraction, you're essentially entering a cave the same way that Moana finds her way into the cave where all of the boats of her ancestors were hidden Mm -hmm. because they were so afraid of the water that they didn't know what to do with it. So now you are a part of the tribe and you are finding these boats for the very first time with Moana. Similar to like on Star Tours, you have C-3PO and, you know, R2-D2 and stuff. You would have Moana like uh, at the drums welcoming you kind of like Hondo also, you know, on on, uh, Smuggler's (laughs) Nice. And Moana would be, oh, welcome. As you can see, I found all of these boats of my ancestors, but I don't know exactly what to do. I need your help. So she bangs on this drum, right? And you feel the wind, everything lights up, and everyone is now sitting, like the attraction is you are sitting on these boats, right? And so now you are a wayfinder. And so everything around you is the ocean. And the entire adventure is like rocking you up and down, side to side, They're using the same type of motion technology that they have in Star Tours to, like, move your boat in every single direction. But the entire room is a projection of the ocean. And so the idea is that Moana turns around and she says, my people need us to return the Eye of Tefiti in order for us to be able to live in prosperity and our island won't die. And so now you're on this adventure, right? And along the way, you're going through the waves and you're splashing. And the 4D part is because they start splashing you with water from all over the place, right? Psh, like, ah, it's in my eye. <laughs> and so you're like going through the ocean and Tamatoa comes up. And then steals the Eye of Tefiti and says, ooh, because it's shiny and you're never going (laughs) to see this thing again. And like he swims away, right? (laughs) And so as he's swimming away, uh, Moana starts like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And then, boom, up comes Maui. He's like, oh, humans. Like, again, (laughs) here I am trying to save you like I roped the sun in the sky. And I did all these other things. And she's like, stop. We just need to get the Eye of Tefiti back. He's like, okay. Fine, fine, fine. So then he uses the shark hook to try to get Tamato, and like there's this huge adventure that's happening. You get pulled underwater by the giant crab thing. It's like Tamato's a crab, right? That's yeah, yeah, or like yes. a lobster. I, I whatever, it's like a whatever. Tamato crab is. demigod, like a character. weird hybrid crab lobster thing. Crab, yeah, sure. He's mostly crab. So, yeah, so you get dragged down into the depths of wherever 
like Tamatoa lives. And then all of a sudden, you get the Eye of Tefiti back, and you're pulled up by the giant light stingray that's the grandmother, <gasps> right? And you're pulled right back uh, up to shore. And so you start going down the ocean again and you finally replace like uh, you get to the lava monster. And so everything goes dark and the lava monster just kind of engulfing the entire like screen and the entire attraction. And the boats are just rocking like what's going on? What are we going to do? And so finally, like Maui and Moana kind of do this like thing where they jump up and they return the eye and then everything just kind of clears up and the water settles down and then you're propelled forward to the island and you see everything start kind of growing life again and that's pretty much the end of the attraction they start singing and throughout the attraction you get an opportunity to hear different versions of we know the way and how far i go and um yeah so moana 4d i love it wow i love it (laughs) can we just add hey hey Oh my God! Yes, Hey Hey's <laughs> gonna be like at the entrance, just like pecking away. Yeah, <laughs> at a rock. Hey Hey's understood. Hey, Moana doesn't exist without Hey Hey. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, so you you probably have to take over the Frontierland Mercantile too. Like, yeah. I feel like an attraction this That's size okay. needs that entire building. Yeah. Um, so, ouch! The that facade hurts. would remain the same. Oh, the facade great. would remain the same. Uh, yeah. Man, uh, that hurts. But no, I I like the idea. I I really do. Um, I kind of wish there was a an actual like new area for more of the like tropical tales. Like I feel like Adventureland has some tropicality to it, but it's much more like jungle, rainforest, like yeah, that kind of thing. You know, like I would love it if we had an area where we could do like Moana. And Lilo and Stitch, you know, and like the more tropical, yeah. like island flair, like kind of like maybe an ancillary, like offshoot of of Adventureland. Like maybe that's what we um, chop up the Esplanade and add is like a an island land. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that'd be cool. I, I I really dig this idea. I I think it could be really cool. You know, it's all of the simulators that we have are almost always flying simulators you know like smugglers run and star tours and and even with a rudimentary simulator like peter pan it's always flying right it's rarely boat simulators so that's why i like this one because it's got a unique twist to it and i think that's super exciting i think moana is one of the greatest tales they've told in this century so far and it has amazing characters. Uh, so this could be really, really captivating. I, I like this idea a lot. Thanks. I do too. Well, thank I you. Just, <laughs> I, I'm just listening to you while you're talking about everything. And I'm just like so excited. And you heard when you had to mention <laughs> Grandma Tala just appears. I'm like, yes, please. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that would be Jeez. amazing and just heartwarming. That's oh, like all the feels yeah. hit you right there. All <laughs> yeah. the feels. Yep. All the feels. Yeah. 
So uh, I'll give you my honorable mention for the restaurant because I started workshopping this as one of my original ideas, like to make it like my first idea that we threw out. And ultimately, I threw it out. Um, I don't even remember why. Oh, because I wanted to use that space for Moana 4D. Anyway, so the idea was, uh, if you guys are familiar with Downtown Disney in Anaheim, uh, there are there is a restaurant franchise called Rainforest Cafe. Uh, I was. think Rainforest Cafe, or it doesn't exist at all anymore. Correct. It's, okay. It was closed many months ago now. The restaurant was closed, but does the franchise still exist? Oh, the franchise still exists. Yeah. Okay. But great. Yeah. the The restaurant in Downtown Disney has been closed for a while. Right. When yeah. they were going to do the hotel and everything, right? They yes. closed that and the Espen Zone and yep. the Amphitheater theater yep. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the idea would bring would be to bring the similarities of Rainforest Cafe into a dining experience in the bazaar area. So basically mm-hmm. convert that entire thing into a sit-down restaurant with like vines and everything. And it got me thinking of that episode of Parks and Rec where they go to Jurassic Fork. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, um, I would like my meat, you know, and they try to throw out these like punny jokes about how they want the meat cooked. And the server's like, oh, we're not allowed to joke about the meat rarity for legal reasons. Yeah. You know, so like you, you still get like Jungle Cruise skipper type humor as your servers. And you have the entire jungle experience that Rainforest Cafe gave you, but now you have that experience inside of the park and you have an extra dining area, which we know Disneyland always needs. But this would be a lot fancier plates. It wouldn't be just like meat on a stick or vegetables on a stick like a Bengal barbecue. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You are... Talking disparagingly about Bengal barbecue, which is the most delicious joint no, in I'm the not entire land. No, I'm I not. Love I it. love the Bengal barbecue. <laughs> I would okay. actually leave the Bengal barbecue there for fast food, but right, this would be next it. to it. <laughs> but this would be next to it and would serve full plates. Like okay. it would be a sit-down okay. restaurant, so you would need All a reservation right. and everything. But I love Bengal barbecue. Okay, but what good. I'm saying is just it's just not going to be food on a stick, is what I'm saying. All right. By the way, did did either one of you know that the story behind the Bengal barbecue is that supposedly lightning hit it and it hollowed out some tree and it started a fire and now they're just using the fire to cook food? No. Yeah, apparently that's that's kind of like the backstory that's been assigned to the Bengal barbecue. (laughs) I dig it. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, uh, I think that's going to wrap up Armchair Imagineering for this month. We hope that you've enjoyed our ideas. Uh, We always have fun, obviously, just kind of flexing the the gray matter to try to come up with new ways to plus up these different attractions, these different lands at Disneyland. And if there was one that you particularly liked, tell me that you liked my idea in the comments section down (laughs) on Instagram, Twitter, (laughs) Facebook, or in the blog post for this episode over at podcateers.com slash 279. Uh, We'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we talked about. Uh, Or if you have your own idea that you'd like to share on how you would plus up Adventureland, join the conversation and tell us about it uh, as well. Hey, uh, if you guys purchase on Amazon, Black Friday is coming. Remember that if you like to purchase, a really great way to support the podcast is by going to podcateers.com slash Amazon before any of your purchases, especially during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Amazon Prime Day, whatever. 
podcasters.com slash Amazon. Hit the big Amazon button, and that'll take you to Amazon. It's not going to cost you anything extra, but we do get a small commission from Amazon from your purchase uh, because you went through our link, and that helps us out a lot with the cost of the podcast and all that stuff. So to everyone that's already using the Podcasters Amazon link, we just want to send a huge thank you for all of your support. And that's going to wrap it up. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. No time for love, Dr. Jones. We got company. (laughs) (laughs) Well done.